Welcome to another episode of Paul Thom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. Today, I'm pleased to have Dr. Pradeep Haldar. He's with SUNY Polytechnic, and we're going to talk about alternate energy, which is a very big space. Isn't that right, Dr. Haldar? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. Well, I really am glad to have someone who can give us some insight into both the core technologies as well as the markets and the developments in alternate energy and then specifically your area of study. Please tell the audience. Yes, absolutely. So as you know, uh, renewable clean energy technologies is a pretty hot area these days, both from a technology perspective and from a market perspective as well. Uh, specifically, these relate to technologies such as energy efficiency, uh, photovoltaics, energy storage such as batteries, um, and other electronic, power electronic related technologies as well. Um, now, this specific industry sector is growing at a fairly high rate. Uh, if you look at the compounded annual growth rate, uh, it is at one of the highest clips there is for any other industry sectors, and this is worldwide, of course. Uh, PV, mm -hmm. in particular, has grown at an annual rate of roughly about 20% uh, on average over the last 20 years alone. Um, and the amount of PV solar that has been generated and integrated um, uh, across the world, in the U.S. in particular, has also grown exponentially. Uh, to support the renewable energy demands that we are putting on ourselves. Exactly, Dr. Haldar. And when you think about photovoltaic energy, you mentioned grid storage. The whole aspect of daytime energy being a dynamic system that balances alternate energy standard technologies with grid storage and intelligent management to make it a dynamic crisis manageable, resilient, and also highly efficient system, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity there, isn't there? There is, there is a huge opportunity. Uh, so let me give you specific examples. So uh, New York State itself, under the vision of Governor Andrew Cuomo, has, has launched the New York Sun program for solar in 2012. About 316 megawatts of solar PV was installed in New York State. Uh, there's an additional $1 billion that has been committed by the current administration uh, by Governor Cuomo to increase that deployment by another um, uh, two to three gigawatts just in the next 10 years alone. There is also a new program in New York State called the Reform Energy Vision Program that is com going to completely transform the way energy is generated and used in the state as well through distributed energy resources, including all of the renewable energy technologies as well as energy storage as well. So yes, it is a huge opportunity, especially if, if the technologists um, and the manufacturers and producers can actually deliver these products at a cost-effective and reliable and sustainable manner. Agreed. Agreed completely, Dr. Halda. Now, 
let's look at it from the perspective of the men and women who actually are designing the subsystems and designing the infrastructures that are actually going to be part of this intelligent grid. What are some of the challenges they face, the, the, the engineers out there designing these things? So from an engineering perspective, it is critical to understand where the um, challenges and issues are, the grid problems lie. I mean, lie. I mean, as you know, especially in densely populated areas such as New York and Boston and Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., and also on the, on the West Coast in the highly populated dense areas, uh, there is a the demand of power is and energy is much more than what we have from a supply perspective. And there isn't enough infrastructure uh, from an energy perspective, you know, transmission lines, distribution lines, to deliver that power to where those demand uh, actually exists. So understanding from a designer perspective, from an engineering perspective, understanding where some of those hot spots are where you can sort of um, support the grid uh, in those key hotspots, uh, whether through storage or whether through PV, can benefit the entire grid system substantially would be huge. So that's one key element that needs to be understood. And then if you look at it from a system perspective for uh, an end user, uh, you need to understand when you're designing a system, you need to understand so at, at, at the end user, so if you own a home and if you're looking at it for your own home, you need to obviously understand your consumption needs, what your peak power needs are, and what what uh, you can actually do from an installation perspective, whether it's storage and, and you know in terms of roof area, for example, how much sunlight you actually get onto the roof area, uh, and you know there are software packages available that you can uh, do engineering design to figure out how much um, energy or power um, that a, an existing PV system can generate. So you size it accordingly. Uh, you design it, and then the next element of it is to do the interconnection study uh, with the utility uh, so you can uh, synchronize the system that you are producing power with with the grid as well. Those are just uh, initial examples. There's obviously a lot more you have to think about from an engineering standpoint. Well, what are some of the developments, uh, Dr. Haldar, especially those that, you know, that you're exploring at SUNY, um, what are some of the developments that you see that, are either here or on the horizon or on the cusp that are going to push the ball forward and really help enable this. Absolutely. So we at, at SUNY, um, we have uh, what we call um, several collaborative consortia and initiatives. We have the U.S. Photovoltaic Manufacturing Consortium. We have the New York um, Power Electronics Consortium. We have... Um, uh, also, um, various different facilities and partners, uh, and we have a zero energy nano facility where we demonstrate a lot of these these um, uh, technologies. Uh, we have a manufacturing development facility where we can also manufacture some of these products. Uh, but to be more specific, um, what we do here is try to work with industry partners, and the industry partners. Uh, are across the supply chain that are component suppliers, uh, material suppliers, equipment suppliers, manufacturers of the products themselves. So we work with that entire supply chain and we try to develop their next generation component of products that 
has higher performance than what exists today from an efficiency perspective and a power output perspective, uh, and also significantly lower cost. So our key driver is economics to make sure that the products that we're developing for the next two to three years are going to be acceptable from an economic standpoint. So examples are, uh, on the PV side, the examples include um, PV that are lightweight. Uh, we call them lightweight PV. We also do integrated PV that are integrated into commercial rooftops, for example. They're laminated together with the membranes that you put on a roof today or on the facade of a building. Uh, and our key contribution is finding ways to use less material and also be able to um, connect or mount them onto the rooftops uh, with the least amount of material and the least amount of labor so that we can overall cut down um, the overall balance, what we call balance of system cost from an installation perspective. So, so we have demonstrated already that that we can reduce these costs by as much as 25% by simply uh, doing things more efficiently and in a more proactive uh, uh, engineering design manner. Got it. Got it, Dr. Haldar. Now, um, as much as I would like to keep talking about this because it is a great space, this is a podcast and we do have a little bit of a time limit, but I'd love to drag you back downstream to talk about this some more. But before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word on my show. It could be a little bit more about what you're doing or something about the market or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, um, sure. So, um, I mean, as I've indicated before, uh, the center here at SUNY Polytechnique that you described earlier uh, was created several years ago, and it, it's our current governor, uh, Cuomo, that, that really uh, had the vision to establish us as a leader in research, development, deployment, and commercialization of high-tech um, products that includes things like solar cells and energy storage and semiconductors and power electronics, etc. There's a huge amount of investment that has gone into our facility, over $20 billion, and we are at the cutting edge, uh, all, all of our industry partners, uh, to work very closely with them to develop and demonstrate the next generation products. We also have demonstration sites here in New York. We have major manufacturing and innovation hubs that we've created for solar manufacturing, for power electronics manufacturing, for semiconductor manufacturing. We have a U.S. Department of Energy funded uh, manufacturing development facility, and we are really at the cutting edge and trying to make sure that deployment of large-scale solar can happen quickly and in an accelerated manner. Excellent, Dr. Haldar. And I think it's important that we have a concerted effort to move the ball forward and really try to create true solutions as opposed to just piecemeal slapping things together and hoping they all work out. Absolutely. So the, the, the integrated um, system solution approach is the most important way forward. I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Haldar, for being on the show today. I am really glad we had the opportunity to get together. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. 
And I'd like to thank our audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Pulse for Pulse on Power. Have a great day.